Good morning, everybody. My name is Father Jordan Bradshaw, and I am a member of the Western Dominican Province. And I have been a priest for 30 years and have served in various ministries in the province, and most recently, I ended a 12-year time, 12 years of serving at the University of Washington where I had the blessing given to me by God to serve amongst the students and the faculty there at the university. I just finished a sabbatical year in Rome, and before I went, the provincial asked me if I would assume the responsibility as director of the Dominican Mission Foundation. Now, many of you know probably Father Martin Walsh, who has been here over, over the many years that he served himself, and now it was time for him to take a break, to get some rest, and again, certainly I appreciate, as the province does, all the ministry that he has done. I'm here today to speak to you about our missions, and I'll have an opportunity to do that. And to, again, I come as any mendicant to ask for your financial assistance, but not forgetting, of course, your prayers for the good work that our friars are doing in many of these places. So I want to thank Brother Carl for inviting me here this weekend and giving me the opportunity to be with all of you. I know that there have been times in my own life where I have made a choice and I knew deep down inside that it was the only choice that had to be made. And I felt at that moment that it was the right choice and if I had to do it again and make that same choice, I would again do it with thanksgiving and much gratitude. Many times I've also made choices that I thought were the right ones, but as I look back, I can see that perhaps there was a better choice that I could have made at that moment. And if I had the opportunity to do things differently, I would choose it again. I would choose it again and maybe make another one. Now, I suspect that most of us here would have gone through the same thing, and too often, We equate the choices that we make and its subsequent approval or rejection, and we do it because we think of our own goodness or our own worthiness, our own acceptableness, our faithfulness. Now, I do believe that this is what history has done with Mary and Martha. Mary, the gospel tells us, made the better choice. And so we completely, we quickly conclude that we should be like Mary and not Martha. That we are called to listen, and we are, rather than being active and busy. Now Mary is often equated with the contemplative life, and certainly it is in the order, and Martha with the active life, and much of our own history, I believe again, has seen the contemplative life as more, as the more perfect life. Now again, let me suggest that this is one way to read the gospel, but I ask, is it the definitive reading? I ask, is Mary necessarily better? Is she more holy? Is she more loved, more acceptable to Christ? If Jesus is saying that Mary, to the exclusion of Martha, 
is the way we are to be the next time, that time, that I wonder what my brothers would say if they asked me at that moment to run an errand or if they said, Jordan, why don't you pick up for yourself? And then I could easily respond and say, no, thank you. You go ahead. Because at this moment, what I want to choose to do is just sit here and be in the presence of the Lord, which I do. But I don't think that that's the only thing that Jesus is calling me to do. Because when I look at the gospel, Jesus is making an observation, not a judgment. And I don't think that this text is really just about Martha and Mary, because I also think it is about the choices that you and I make. That that doesn't mean that we are only to copycat, copycat Mary. Because if Jesus just wanted us to do that, then why didn't he tell us clearly what that one thing is? Why didn't he give us, for example, and I often wish this, why didn't he give us, for example, five easy steps to choosing that better part? Nevertheless, again, I go back and I believe that Jesus is asking us to make choices. And I often wonder about my own choices that I make each day that all of us make. Sometimes, because we have done things so habitually, we do make choices unconsciously. Sometimes they come quickly and easily. And at other times, for me, perhaps for you, those choices come after great deliberation and struggle. Some choices then are insignificant. They're forgotten the next day. But other choices have great meaning and significance and they have consequences that last a long time because our choices can shape who we are. The choices that we make can determine and shape who we are. So let me tell you about why I'm here and why I'm asking for your help. Over, we do serve, and maybe again you remember when Father Martin has been here, God has given the Dominicans the grace to go to northern Mexico and to Chiapas in the south. We have been able, again, through your generosity, help the Dominicans who serve in Africa, who serve in Alaska, who serve in so many places, the sisters that serve in Iraq, and most recently, we have, again, through God's grace and your support, been able to help the Dominicans in Ukraine who find themselves serving people at this most difficult time. But today, I want to speak to you about a choice that the Order made over 250 years ago to our newest outreach, if you will, in Puerto Rico. Over 250 years ago, the Dominicans were, went there, they established three parishes, one particular province served there, and then they found themselves in a particular moment, most recently, recognizing that they didn't have the manpower, the resources to continue. And so, recently, through the invitation of Father Gerard, who is the master of the order, reaching out to the Dominican provinces here in the United States and asking us, all four provinces, to make a choice of going back to Puerto Rico. 
and to once again serve those communities and to continue to preach the gospel and bring and serve and meet, if we can, the needs of that community. Now, currently, there are 14 Dominicans serving in Puerto Rico. They have a lot of ministry outreach. They serve the three parishes. And together with the sisters, they go out to more than 11 villages every Sunday, again, to be with people. There is a lot of need for them to go out. And when, for example, the earthquake in January of 2020, they found themselves in the midst of a situation where they called upon our help not only to be there, but to help them meet their own necessary resources. In fact, some of the Dominicans still live in temporary houses and still sometimes find themselves saying masses outside. They find themselves going out not only to the university, but serving among a population where the median income is much lower than, say, Mississippi and West Virginia, where over 70% of the island has been tested and been what elevated to levels of bacteria and chemicals and lead. And in fact, the child poverty rate, for example, is at 58%, which is triple of what it is here in the United States. They have many children who do not participate in school and they find themselves doing other things. And in fact, enrollment in schools declined over 44%, 40%. And so the country found itself at that moment with the necessity to close over 184 schools. And so again, the Dominicans invited to go back and to meet those needs. And we can only do it again with your financial contribution and I've been going out to do this, and we do this to go out to let you know what it is that we, your Dominicans, are doing. And so we ask for your help. And again, Father Carl, through his generosity, has allowed us to take a second collection this day to help us meet those needs. Father Mark Manzano, who's one of our Dominicans, has benefited from, again, not only they, but the opportunity, as we have done before with other Dominicans, to go and to learn Spanish so that they can go out to these various places and be with the people, proclaim the gospel, and bring them to form and to, to form those catechists that are needed to go out. That is the choice that they have made, that the order has made, and once again, the order calling upon us and you really to help us meet that need. So let me go back to the gospel itself and to speak about choices. Because choices, again, establish a pattern in our own life, habits of how we see and how we act, and the words we speak, and the way that you and I relate to one another. Again, that our choices make a difference. And in this particular context, yes, Mary, we are told, made the better choice. But I think that it was the choice at that time, at that place, in those circumstances. If you change the setting, then perhaps Martha's choice might have been the better part. She was active. But look at the Gospels, and we can see that Jesus was acted, uh, active, and he did those two things, right? He went off by himself to be alone, 
to be silent, to be still, to pray, and to sit and to listen, and to be in the presence of his Father. And so, just like Mary, who was present to him. And at other times, again, look at the Gospels, and we can see how Jesus was active, and he moved, and he was amidst of the people, and he was busy teaching and feeding and healing. And so, like Martha that day, active. Now, you and I might distinguish between Mary and Martha, but again, there is that pattern that we see in the gospel, that common thing of choices, but also, my brothers and sisters, of presence. Martha and Mary give you and I a way, two ways, really, of being presence. And I believe, again, that both ways are necessary. They're faithful, they're holy. You and I will always be asked to discern the one thing that is needed at that moment, at that time, in those places, in those circumstances. What, one question for me, what is the better part that is given to you in that particular situation? How do you and I be present and show up to God's presence because God is always present to us and has chosen us. But either way, I believe we must choose. Some days, yes, it's going to be that we need to sit quietly and listen to God by reading and being with someone, for example, in their presence because they need us or because we find ourselves out of necessity to pray. And other days, we're going to be active to speak those words of hope and encouragement we're going to offer some action of compassion and hospitality and seeking. So the question again, how do we act in that particular situation? What is the better part? And what is needed at that moment so that you and I can be open and we can be receptive to the words of Jesus? Choose that. But here's the one thing for me that Choosing is to hold our choice, not lightly, but to make a good one and a one after that because of the graces and blessing that God has given us. When we listen to the words of Christ and his invitation, we are asked, my brothers and sisters, to choose. To choose our way of life, to choose the way we love, to choose the relationships that we are in, to choose the faith, and to choose again at Christ's invitation our salvation.